Hey, it's really good to be with you today. Thanks for taking the time to have this daily devotion with me and God's Word. And we're in 1 Timothy chapter 6 today. So if you have your Bibles, turn to 1 Timothy chapter 6. We are going to have five or so devotions that are really focused on lifestyle. Interesting way that Paul kind of wraps up this epistle to Timothy. You know, we've obviously been talking a lot about uh, the church and how to order the church and problems that were in the church uh, with um, the believers there in Ephesus. But now he is going to give some really solid lifestyle guidelines to um, to not just everyone at church, but to Timothy as well. So let me pray and we'll jump into verse one. Father, thank you so much for your word today. We do want the way that we live our lives to be in alignment, God, to be in agreement with what you desire, and with what your word says in every sphere of our lives. And so God, speak to us now, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Paul says this to Timothy, Let as many bondservants as are under the yoke count their own masters worthy of all honor, so that the name of God and his doctrine may not be blasphemed. And those who have believing masters, let them not despise them because they're brethren but rather serve them because those who are benefited are believers and beloved. Teach and exhort these things. So, you know, Paul's going to have a, a series, like I said, of encouragements for the people in the church. And there's a couple things that we're going to learn right off the bat. One is this, that, you know, the relationship with God is not to be compartmentalized. Uh, so clearly, it's not that Paul says this, directly to Timothy, but what's conveyed in all of these final exhortations is your relationship with God is supposed to permeate your whole life. Um, and you know, sometimes we don't do that. Sometimes we do compartmentalize. Our relationship with God is reserved for church and um, maybe a devotional time once a day. And then, you know, we've got the rest of our life. We've got our hobbies and we've got our work and we've got our uh, friendships and um, entertainment, all that stuff. Uh, but what Paul is going to lay out is that our relationship with God should influence everything. And so he starts off with um, really addressing something we're not familiar with in our culture today. And it was the concept of being a bondservant and having a master. Um, this really would have been an, an ancient form of um, slavery, but not in the sense that we're accustomed to um, in our own country four centuries ago. I mean, the vast majority of people were kind of indentured servants in the households of wealthy people. There was a very limited middle class. And so, you know, the vast majority, like I said, were living in poverty. They were, they had, they had a, a master that, that they were responsible to and they served in some capacity in their home. So you might be thinking, well, then this doesn't apply to me. Well, the modern equivalent of that really different, but the exhortation still applies, is the workforce, is the work environment. Um, it's the working relationship that we have with uh, an employer and, um, or maybe, you know, you're the employer and you have employees. Obviously, you know, that's not, that's not slavery, although some of us may feel like it is. And the exhortation that Paul gives is just so good for us today. And essentially he says this, Hey, when you're dealing with the person that you're responsible to with respect to your work, make sure that you treat them respectfully and with the honor that they deserve. And then in addition to that, if they're believers, if in fact the person that you're working for has a relationship with God, don't despise them, but treat them 
with even more respect knowing that what they do provides for not only you but for other people as well. You know, we believe in something called the theology of work. And it essentially says that work is good and it is a gift from God. Um, I know sometimes we go back to the book of Genesis and say, well, work is a curse and by the sweat of our brow and it's all miserable. But, you know, the reality is we've been made to work. We've been made to uh, invest our time and our talents into something, not just so that we can get remuneration for it or money back, but so that there is a sense of value to how we spend our time and, and how we use the gifts that God has given to us. Uh, and so, you know, work is good. And if we don't remember that, sometimes, you know, we just get an attitude towards the man. We get an attitude towards our employer. Um, and I hear this all the time, you know, it's like sometimes employers can't win no matter what they do. And that can even be among Christians. You know, really for the believer in the workplace, we ought to be the hardest workers. We should have the best work ethic. Uh, we should be respectful and loving to the people that we work with, including uh, the people that manage us or the owners of the business or the CEOs, whatever it is. Um, because fundamentally, we're present in the workplace, not just to earn a, a, a living, not just to have a platform for the use of our gifts, but to be a light for the gospel, to be able to be a witness. You know, I think sometimes we think of missions as all the stuff we do in other countries, or we think of missions as what we do in 89169 um, at LV Reach. But really the biggest mission field is the workplace. It's, it's when believers spend, you know, a good 40 hours of their week being present in a place that is typically secular where they can be a light for the gospel. If we don't treat people with love and respect, including our managers or our bosses, what we do is we give them a reason to say no to Jesus Christ. And that's the last thing, that's what Paul is talking about, you know, giving them a reason to blaspheme the doctrine of scripture. That's the last thing that we want. So just wanna encourage you today to remember that you're a light. Uh, you may be the only Bible, your life may be the only Bible that people ever read. People are coming to conclusions about God through what they see in your life as you interact with them. And so be a light for the Lord. Live your life in a way where people can see the love of Jesus pouring through you. I pray that God blesses you with that kind of influence today.